Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Tab you along to the right. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Really glad to have this young lady on. Her name is Laura Reese. She's the director of Border Security and Immigration Center at the Heritage Foundation. Laura, how are you? Good to see you. I'm well. Thanks for having me on. Floating around the Twitter the other day. I don't think we follow each other. We should uh, because we seem to be very like-minded. And um, and I see this video that you made and it blew my mind because I, I know about the hijinks that are going on at the border. Um, they're lying about the numbers and we already know there's like over 6 million who have come here illegally that we know of. The gotaway is not even included, but the numbers are way down. Ever since I got rid of title 42, Laura, the numbers are way down. The Biden administration's policies on the border are working or they're lying. Which one is it? It's the latter. They're lying about it. They're playing a shell game. Uh, what they have done is they've told future illegal aliens stop crossing between the ports of entry on the southern border. Instead, use this handy CBP Mobile One application, make an appointment. Uh, you can enter through a port of entry. We'll give you parole for at least two years. You can have work authorization. And here's a court date if you decide to show up. But if you don't, we're not going to come find you. And so migrants are obeying that. And so if you look at the numbers of people crossing through ports of entry, that number has steadily risen. However, these are still inadmissible aliens. They don't have documentation to come in. They don't have a visa. Um, And CBP uh, lists them as their encounters, um, which means they're not lawfully here. Uh, If you were to shift those numbers back to the Border Patrol encounter data, that would be we'd be looking again at about 200,000 crossing per month. Wow. Uh, which is the number that the administration does not want Americans to see. But what are they saying that it is? Well, they divide it. So they say, look at the numbers now of, of those crossing between the ports of entry on the southern border. Don't look at the nationwide numbers, which includes those crossing through ports of entry. And that's why um, that's why Karine Jean-Pierre is able to say it's 70 percent decrease. But it's not. She's literally talking about people crossing where there isn't a border crossing compared to people crossing where there is one, and we're not really talking about their status. Right, and and she she goes to the extreme. What she is doing is taking the week of May 11th, when Title 42 ended. So a lot of people were amassing on the in the northern part of Mexico, and the numbers shot up to the highest ever, 10,000 per day for at least three days. Right. So they take that high number right before May uh, 11th, and then those masses 
after going through, then the numbers drop again, still between the ports of entry to 3,000 per day. Still a bad number. Keep in mind that um, President Obama's Secretary of Homeland Security, Jay Johnson, said 1,000 a day is a bad day. So yeah. even 3,000 is bad. That's where you get that 70% claim by Karine Jean-Pierre. So it is extremely narrow and really twisting the numbers. When you say it's a shell game, you really mean it. Heritage.org is the website. It's Lori Reese, Laura Reese, uh, Director of Border Security and Immigration Center at the Heritage Foundation. So I, I'm, I'm a guy who wants closed borders. I live on, in, in Texas. I'm not that far from the border. Um, illegal aliens coming here is a big problem. They're dying in people's lands. They're stealing people's stuff. They're, they're, they're using up all of our resources. And these small towns along the border just can't handle it. And then forget sending them to New York because they can't handle it either. I guess 7,000 going to New York is too much. So when, when they say we're not going to accept them if they send it a port of entry, I'm happy about that on the surface. I want them to go to a port of entry and I want them to do it legally. What is it? Can you explain this app a little bit more? They literally have on their cell phones before they cross over an app where they press a couple of buttons and that gives them some sort of pseudo legal legal status. It's making a, an appointment with CBP inspectors at a port of entry uh, to be interviewed for whether that's to make a credible fear appointment or just to use a parole, one of the many parole, mass parole programs that Secretary Mayorkas has created unconstitutionally. Um, and then that way CBP can control uh, the number of appointments that they have each day. They're up to about uh, over 1,200 appointments a day. Um, so depending on the, that one single program, we're over 30,000 a month. Uh, that doesn't even include another parole program that Mayorkas made just for Cubans, Haitians, Nicaraguans, and Venezuelans, who also get to come in uh, th through mass parole at about 30,000 a month. Um, so just these two programs, and there are about a dozen parole programs this, sec this secretary is using, just those two generate 60000 a month coming between the ports. Or, excuse me, at, excuse me, at the ports of entry. At the actual ports of entry. So uh, a couple of questions on that. I'll get to, to Venezuela, Cuba, and, and others in a second. But when we talk about them directing them to the actual port of entry, are you telling me that the, that the Border Patrol agents who are really great men and women who want to protect our sovereignty, when they encounter somebody and it's not a port of entry, are they telling them go to the port of entry? Yes, that is also happening. They're literally so, telling them to go there and, by the way, get this app on your phone? Yes. Yes. So people Come who on. are still trying to cross illegally between the ports of entry, in many cases, Border Patrol is saying, stop, turn back, go towards a port of entry, make an appointment, enter that way. Um, and so the, the number of turnbacks that CBP reports has also increased quite a bit the past month or two. But they're two still getting in. Because of that. Yes, they are still getting in. So, but they're counting it as a turnaway. Yes, and then they'll end up getting counted again once they do enter via a port of entry. Yep. And they're not counted as being here illegally. They're they're considered inadmissible, which immigration law is needlessly confusing. This is a perfect example. Um, they, they don't have a visa. They don't have documentation to get in. And yet this administration directs our agents to uh, parole them in. Nonetheless, they are captured in that data of CBP and they are not lawful. 
this is what the left keeps arguing. Oh, they're, they're lawful. They were allowed to come through a port of entry. That's simply not the case. If they were lawful, they wouldn't be counted by CBP as inadmissible on their nationwide encounters page. Laura Reese, she's the director of Border Security Immigration Center at the Heritage Foundation. Heritage.org is the website. So let's talk about the communist countries that you mentioned earlier. You said Venezuela, you said Cuba. What's the other one? Uh, it's Cuba, Haiti, Nicaragua, and Venezuela. Okay. Uh, so Nicaragua and Haiti, I'm not sure I understand. But Cuba and Venezuela, I understand because I thought for a while they were turning away people from those countries, which I thought was weird. But you're saying there's actually a special parole program made just for them? Yes. Basically, what it seems like this administration is doing is when any particular uh, nationality is producing a lot of encounters at the border, then this administration makes a special program for them. They made one for Ukraine. They made one for the Afghan evacuees that we brought directly to the US. Uh, they made them for Venezuelans. Then they added these other three countries. And they're about to do one for a whole nother set of uh, countries. Guatemala is included, Colombia, uh, El Salvador, and Honduras. They're going to get their own uh, mass parole program soon, too, based on family reunification. Um, so it's uh, the, the secretary re continues to um, violate the law in doing this. This is not permitted by Congress. Parole is supposed to be extremely rarely used, and yet it's the go-to tool by this administration. It's like you're reading my mind. It's Laura Reese. I was going to ask you next. Um, there was parole available, not, not this mass scale parole that was individual countries' parole, but there was parole available. What was it intended to do? It's supposed to be humanitarian. It's supposed to be given on a case-by-case -case basis for urgent humanitarian need or in significant public interest. Uh, think of someone who needs emergency surgery here and they don't have time to go get a visa. Okay. Uh, that, that's kind of the classic example. Um, but what's key about it is the person doesn't have time to go get a visa. The populations we've been discussing here, these people have time to go get a visa. Yes. And that's what, should be, that's what they should be doing. And so... Not only does um, Secretary Mayorkas, he, he doesn't have the authority to create this visa-like immigration benefit. Only Congress does. Well, what's interesting about it is I also, if I understand you right, this would be used for, okay, we're pulling out of Afghanistan and a couple of hundred people helped us or a couple of thousand people helped us in our war effort there. They're going to have to get out or else they're dead. We would give them parole. That's sort of the same kind of thing, right? Well, that's what happened in some instances after Kabul fell. Um, what they should have done, however, is taken them to a third country first uh, and then vet them thoroughly um, and, and then perhaps bring them here and probably using the refugee process instead. Um, it was so chaotic. Some uh, Afghan evacuees were sent to third countries, but a large number were brought directly here, were not thoroughly vetted, despite Secretary Mayorkas's claims that they were. Uh, the inspector general has issued multiple reports on this very issue. Um, and, and some of the Afghan evacuees then would leave the military base that they were um, resettled on. And, and the administration didn't go looking for them. So and they could be Taliban. We would have no idea. Right. Definite national security concerns. Um, so it's really important when something like that happens. Don't bring them directly here without vetting understandably get them out of Afghanistan or, you know, whatever country uh, is the issue, uh, but take them someplace where they'll be safe and then take our time to figure out 
where can these people go and, and resettle for longer term? Crazy but true. Had we gotten them out before we decided to take our military out, we could have vetted them, figured out who the good guys were and the bad guys were, and then pull the military out of Afghanistan, not pull the military out first, and then leave the country to just implode. I, I, I'm guessing that's what we're talking about, and, and you'd be absolutely right. If you didn't say that, I'm saying it, because that we did it just backwards in Afghanistan. It's Laura Reese. She's um, the director of the Border Security and Immigration Center at the Heritage Foundation. Let me talk about DACA, because you just talked about a bunch of stuff that this administration is doing that's illegal. It's not passed by Congress. It's not part of the immigration laws that are on the books right now. Neither is DACA. I mean, literally, this is, well, not literally, but this was Barack Obama kicking the can down the road, saying, eh, stay here for two years, compete with everybody else, go to school, and get all the benefits of being an American, but you're not really an American. We're going to defer your adjudication for a couple of years, pay a fine every couple of years, we'll just keep it going. And now this has become a political hot potato. If you want to get rid of DACA, which is already illegal, he, he should not have done it, um, then you're the bad guy, you hate immigrants. So what should happen with that? Well, unfortunately, also DACA is just a subset of what's also known as dreamers, which is right. is basically anyone who came here as a minor uh, and is still here illegally. Uh, and unfortunately, we have an entire pipeline of unaccompanied children who keep coming, historic numbers under the Biden administration, who today's UACs, as they're known, will be tomorrow's dreamers. And so then the left says, well, we need to give this population green cards because they came here as unaccompanied children. But that's how the left designed it. They enticed them. They showered them with immigration benefits for coming here as unaccompanied children. And then tomorrow they'll say, all right, now we have to give them green cards. Um, so we need to stop this flow. There are a host of, of, of terrible scenarios and situations that come out of this. Health and Human Services has lost 85,000 unaccompanied children. They're ending up in child um, labor violation uh, situations, sex trafficking, you name it. Um, so this part of the law that gives benefits to unaccompanied alien children needs to be repealed so that we can stop the flow. Uh, but for those who are here, providing amnesty is bad policy because it keeps this uh, situation going. Of course. Future illegal aliens see that, okay, uh, that group got a green card after waiting however many years. I, too, will cross illegally, bide my time, and eventually I'll get a green card as well. Um, so amnesty is just simply bad policy. It is uh, Laura Reese. She's the director of Border Security and Immigration Center at the Heritage Foundation, heritage.org. Uh, Karine Jean-Pierre, again, I keep saying her name instead of Biden because Biden doesn't say anything. Uh, but Karine Jean-Pierre also has talked about how Biden, day one, put forth legislation, which a president can't do, but put forth legislation that would solve the problem at the border. Now, the, the representatives that I've spoken with, Laura, and tell me if this is right, have said that legislation that he wanted included blanket amnesty. If you're here, you get to stay here and you get a path to citizenship. Is that true? Of course. I mean, that every bill that the left introduces regarding immigration includes amnesty. They may scope it differently. Different bills will have it apply to larger, smaller populations. Uh, but rest assured, yes, every one of their bills includes an amnesty, as, as did what Biden was pushing. Is chain migration still a thing? If one person gets here, the entire family tree gets to come? Uh, chain migration still is an issue uh, based on how our legal side of the coin uh, provides green cards for uh, for family basis. Um, the if if you look at uh, employment based green cards versus family based green cards, the ratio is about uh, two thirds family based, one third employment. And so we have long advocated that that ratio be reversed, 
and that we be bringing in more employment-based uh, visas and green card holders uh, for the betterment of, of America, for um, to fill job needs that, right. that employers need uh, ver- and end chain migration, get the family uh, system down to the nuclear family. Yes, I think well, that would make sense. If, if even that, uh, we have to disincentivize illegal immigration somehow. Um, it, it is uh, Laura Reese. She's the Border Security and Immigration Center um, at Heritage Foundation director. We appreciate you coming on. Um, how, does this, how does this play out? And you might not want to give me an opinion on this. It's, uh, it's up to you. But should, should Mayorkas be, um, uh, should be impeached? Is he just doing Doing what Biden says, he's just doing what Susan Rice or Barack Obama says, whoever's running the joint. Is this on Mayorkas? Is he unilaterally making these decisions or is he told what to do? He's an ideologue and he has he has bought in. If okay. if he disagreed with the White House, he would have resigned. And he has repeatedly stated that he's not resigning. So yes, he should be impeached. He has violated multiple laws. He's made up laws. Uh, he has violated the oath that he swore to uphold and to protect Americans. He's endangered Americans. He's endangered migrants. He's lied to the Congress and he's lied to the public. So he absolutely warrants impeachment. Many people on the right, last question for Laura Reese, and I really appreciate the time. You've got to come back on. Uh, many on the right who are running for president, including President Trump and, and Ron DeSantis on down, they've all got different border policies, but they all, to a person, say, we're going to get them out of here. All six, six and a half million people that we know of have come here illegally since Biden's been in, in office. We have no idea the tens of millions that were here before that. Can we get everybody who came here illegally out of here? Well, it, it's a false choice to say we can't deport 11 million, you know, pick your number, so let's not deport them at all. You don't have to deport all of them. If you start deporting many of them, then people's behavior changes. Once they see right. that consequences exist, uh, then the risk factor change it, it changes. It's no longer, um, you know, low risk, high benefit. It, it becomes more risky, and then the 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 flow will stop. We saw that during Trump when we did remain in Mexico; those right. caravans stopped. Um, and if you make it more difficult, you know, if you're not giving them the benefits that prolong their illegal stay here, uh, then then more will choose to go home. And we legally still allow about a million a year, don't we? We do uh, grant about a million green cards or lawful permanent residents each year, yes. I don't know what the problem is. Just do it the legal way. It's uh, Laura Reese. Laura, thanks a million. Go to heritage.org. Find out everything that she writes about this and, and much, much more. Come back again. Promise that you'll do that. I will. Thank you. All right. We appreciate you. We're back after this. Stay right here. Joe Pags. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. I appreciate Laura coming on and explaining that. They are doing a shell game. They are playing games of the border. They're lying about the numbers. The numbers are much, 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 much higher than you think they are. And they're lying, pretending like, well, no, no, they're going to ports of entry. Right, illegally. 
They're literally telling people who are not at the port of entry, go to the port of entry and use this app on your phone. They might even give them the phone for all I know and sign up with the border patrol and then come into the country on parole. Got a bunch of lawbreakers just roaming around the country and the numbers have not slowed down even a little bit, but nobody's covering it anymore. So it looks like they have. It's really, it's really kind of disgusting. I'll be honest with you. Just have people do it the right way. Close the border down. Trump showed that you can do that. And let's stop the lawlessness. And I go to heritage.org, heritage.org, and go find out more about what Laura's uh, feeling. And Reese, by the way, is spelled R-I-E-S. So go and check her out. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247-JOEPAGS.com. Is it Iraq? Is it Ukraine? What's going on with China and Taiwan? I've got Judge Ted Poe next hour to break all that down. Stay here. This is the Joe Pegg Show.